Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. Much at all, you, you might know these scriptures. It's Acts chapter 2. If you haven't read them, well, you're going to get to hear them and read them today with me, all right? Acts chapter 2. We'll just go ahead and jump in on verse 1. There you are. And I just can't say what a privilege. You know, Pastor Strader called me early this morning, and he said, bro, what are you wearing today? I said, man, he's like, I want to match you. And so, no, we did not plan this, all right? We, I don't know. We're wearing the exact same tie, same, same shoes, same suit. You know, I don't, we just walk in the spirit. That's what it is. That's just what it is. No. Oh, there. You know, I'll tell you, can I fib on him for a moment? Can I just tell on him for a moment? Is that all right? I'm going to do it. I, on, uh, on Friday, I can't, so I've been, we, were in, we were in Faith Tabernacle in Tucson, came down Friday and preached. At the, at the end, he handed me this box. Would you like a tie? Oh, I love a tie. Then I, then I put the tie in. I'll, I'll take a free tie any day of the week. I, I don't know about you. I'll take a free tie any day of the week. And so I took that free tie. I, I went back to Tucson, put the tie on on Sunday, preached at Faith Tabernacle with this tie on, PJ Connor comes up to me and says, what's on that tie? There's this little emblem there. What is that? And he said, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's Brother Strader Lighthouse Church logo. He branded me. He didn't even tell me, and he branded me. I got branded. Can you believe that? I went and preached down there, and I was branded. I didn't even know it, man. But, you know, I'll, I'll forgive them because they're just so awesome. Isn't that right? You guys have a great pastor and first lady, and this is just such a great church. God's been so good, and I'm just so excited to be here. I'm not trying to make you stand all day. Let's go ahead and read these scriptures here. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. We're all in one place, and I, I think we're in one accord. God's already been moving, so... We're going to go ahead and jump down to verse 14 now that we got that covered. But Peter, standing up with the 11, talking about the apostles, lifted up his voice. Now, that's apostolic preaching, if you didn't know. <laughs> Peter was, the first, he was the, preaching the first day of Pentecost, first apostolic sermon, and he lifted up his voice. So don't get mad at me if we get a little excited about the word of God. You're going to have to get mad at the apostle Peter. All right. Take it up with the word of the Lord. And said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He just said they weren't drunk like you think they're drunk. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Let's go to verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent. That's number one, repent. Be baptized. That's number two. Every one of you in the name of Jesus. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission or washing away of your sins. That's number two. Number three is you will receive the gift of God's Spirit. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's number three. So today, by the help of God's Spirit, uh, I want to talk about Excuse me. I want to talk about Holy Ghost outpouring. Is that all right? Can we talk about that for a little bit? 
If you want to put your Bibles down, let's just pray again that God would have his way in this house. Lord, we're so thankful today that that you showed up. I'm thankful for every heart that is here, every person that walked through this house, through your doors and came into your house. Lord, today we're asking that you would have your way in this place, that your will would be done and your kingdom would come, God, that your spirit would saturate this environment and every hungry heart would be filled with the gift of your spirit today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray all these things. And all the people said in Jesus' name, look at your neighbor, high five them again and say, Holy Ghost outpouring. Holy Ghost, as you're seated, you can be seated. You've been standing for a little while here as you're seated there. I am going to be conscious of the time today. I I don't want to get done before you get done, all right? You might have a roast cooking. I don't want to burn it, all right? 11, let's see, here we go, 1107. All right, Holy Ghost outpouring. I love this. You came to an apostolic church, apostolic Pentecostal church, and we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit outpouring on us. But uh, as I begin to think about this, I had... um I don't know. Is there anybody here that likes coffee? I kind of think a little bit different, all right? Okay, is there anybody here that hates coffee? Oh, we got them, people. We have, we have a few people that hate coffee. That's amazing. Well, you would hate Portland, where I'm from, Portland, Oregon, because I think they run you out of town if you don't love coffee, but uh, we'll forgive you today. We'll forgive you, all right? But, uh, so we have most people in the house love coffee, and if you hate coffee, you're just going to have to forgive me for just a moment, but me and my wife, we are coffee fanatics. I'll just be honest with you. We are, all right? So all the coffee haters, please don't hate me today, all right? We still love you anyways, okay? We accept you, and, uh, but me and my wife love coffee. The problem is, is that we do travel all over, uh, really all over the country, and God's blessed us to do that and minister different places, but uh, one of the downsides is, is that somebody, I won't give their name, in Tucson, Arizona, uh, who, who said, when I told them I love coffee, oh, you got to go check out the most amazing coffee place in all of the world. Can I give the name of it, or are we going to get, if I tell the name of it? All right, well, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have given it. I'll just warn you. Don't. It wasn't recorded. Do not go to Tucson Coffee Roasters. If someone in Tucson tells you that Tucson Coffee Roasters is the best coffee, I'll give you permission to rebuke them. They're lying. They lied to you. Well, we got lied to. So we went there, and you dr- it's like you're drinking grit. Best coffee. You know what's crazy? Yelp lied to me, too. Yelp said that it's four and a half stars. I got this. Don't, I'm just telling you, you might not want to trust the people in Tucson about coffee. I'll just tell you right now. Don't trust any of those people over there. No, they're great people over in Tucson. But I will say, so we went there. It was horrible coffee, just a horrible experience. So I guess the reason what we re, why we kind of, don't, don't get mad at me if you're an authentic coffee person. We kind of, when we go places, stick with Starbucks. Don't get mad at me. All right, because at least it's consistent. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying at least it's consistent. Right, am I right? And, but we will venture out. We end up finding some decent places in Tucson. But so we go to we go to Starbucks. Any other Starbucks people in the house? You don't want to admit it. Okay, okay, we got a few of them. All right, good. So we're connecting here. We're on that level. And so we went to the Tucson Coffee Rose was horrible. So we just went back to Starbucks pretty much every day after that, and we just stuck with what we know. Right? I like what I know. And so, anyways, but we love going there. Is anybody who's gotten up in the morning? You, your alarm went off and. Oh, man, Lord, help us. Our alarm's going off early in the morning. We straggle out of bed with the hope of knowing that if I get dressed, I get a shower. We'll do it in the opposite. I get a shower, I get dressed, and then, then I get in my car, I drive over there, and I get to go get 
coffee. You know there's a reward for getting up. I, I get to get up, and I get to get in my car, and I get to go get coffee. Am I the only one? All right, well, forgive me. I'm just being real, all right? There's a reward for getting up. I get to go get my coffee. That's just me. Well, all right, I'm going somewhere, so stay with me. I really am. I'm not just trying to put you to sleep today, all right? So, but, so we get up, and we get dressed. We go through the whole thing. We drive across town, and, and we get to our favorite coffee spot, and I'll just say Starbucks, forgive me. We walk in the door, and we go... Doesn't it smell good? You're almost caffeinated just walking in the door. And then you turn around and walk out and go home. Nobody. There's not one person that's done that. If Don't raise your hand if you have. We would think you're a weirdo. You got all ready. You got in your car, drove over to Starbucks. You went in the door and went, and it does smell good. I'll just be honest. I was like, that smells good. Or whatever coffee place you have. Mm. But I'm, I'm not just going to go there for the environment. Not going to just go there because it smells good, because the environment makes me feel good. You following me? Are we, you're probably going to get where I'm going with this. See, I got dressed on a Sunday morning, not just to get in my car and to walk to the door and to feel the environment. See, when I get to Starbucks... It does smell good, and I hope we smell good today, all right? Don't tell us if we're not, all right? But we, it just smells good in Starbucks, right? So, but we don't stop there. We, we walk up to the counter. We look at the menu, and we say, all right, I'm going to take a, a triple, quadruple shot vanilla with 7, 10, 15 pumps vanilla latte with extra whip, extra, extra caramel. Nobody here, right? Nobody does that. Maybe. Well, don't admit it if you do. And I'll take that, and, and, and then, and then they, they, they go to this machine. It's a big machine, and they, they ground, grind this stuff up, and they put it in there, and they push these buttons, and this liquid gold comes out of this machine, and it's, it's known as coffee. And, and they set it on the counter, and we drink it, and we, we put it on the inside of us, and, and our life has changed. It's just, oh, isn't it magical? No, is that too far for people? It's just calm down, man, about your coffee. Calm down up there. <laughs> Too far. No. And so we drank this. Well, you see, how, and let me just stop here. How crazy would it be if they, they make this amazing drink, your favorite Starbucks coffee drink, or wherever your place is, and they put it on the counter, and then you take your, your phone out like some people do, and they, they hold the Starbucks coffee mug and... but you never drink it and you post it and people like your photo and they saw you went there, but it never got on the inside of you. It looked good, didn't it? Man, we, I went to Starbucks today, man. I did. Ooh, look at me. Like my photo. Hashtag blessed. All that. Okay. I get it. All right. But all right. We understand what you're doing. You got some followers. We're happy for you. But, but if you didn't get the, if you didn't get the product on the inside of you, you missed the point of going to Starbucks. All right. We are an apostolic Pentecostal church. We are a licensed nonprofit business in the state of Arizona. Am I right? Okay. You came to a licensed nonprofit business. We have one product. His name is Jesus Christ. His spirit is here. And you don't have to leave without getting the product on the inside of you. You can have him living on 
the inside of you today. You don't have to leave without the most amazing life-changing product that there is on planet Earth. His name is Jesus Christ, and he died for your sins, and he wants to live on the inside of you today. Come on. Hey, you, how, now now you, I'm going to put your words right back at you because you gave me some amens. I said, wouldn't we call those people kind of crazy that walked into Starbucks and just smelt the environment and walked out? You said it, not me. Don't get mad at the preacher. Yeah, you're right. That would be crazy. But we have people get dressed Get in their car on a Sunday morning. Drive to an apostolic Pentecostal church. The most amazing, greatest product that exists on planet Earth is the only thing on the menu. He's in the house ready to fill you with his spirit today. And yet some people will not even take time to let him fill them. They walk out the same way without ever getting the most incredible, greatest product that is on the... See, we call that crazy if you go to the Starbucks, but if you come to church and do it, I guess it's a different story. Hey, baby, the best thing on planet Earth is right here in the house. His name is Jesus. He's here, and he wants to live on the inside of you today. Thank you, Tadabosha. Thank you, Jesus. He's here. You don't have to leave without the product. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I said all of that to tell you, you don't have to leave this lighthouse church today without that greatest product. It's God's spirit that wants to live on the inside of you. Let's talk about it. Let me give you some scriptures for it, all right? You see, Pentecost has a sound, all right? We're a Pentecostal church. Pentecost has a sound. We Acts 2-2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Listen, we look at us. We're all in one place, one accord, and we're all sitting. We're ready for this. You did it. You made it. You're, here we go. Ready for this? Acts 2, 4. And they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the gift of God's Spirit, and begin to speak with other tongues as God's Spirit gave them the utterance. I said, Pentecost has a sound. And the sound of receiving God's Spirit is speaking in other tongues as His Spirit gives you the utterance. See, Acts 2, 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, watch this, which ye now see and hear. I said Pentecost has a sound. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they heard something and they saw something. Because Pentecost has a sound. What is the sound? It's speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you unctioning and utterance by His Spirit that is filling your life. Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, devils, Jesus said. They shall speak with new tongues. He said, when you receive my Spirit, it's going to have a sound. And the sound is speaking in an unknown language that you never learned and nobody taught you. Acts 2 verse 6, and when this sound occurred, (laughs) the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking in his own language. Let me tell you again, if you didn't hear me the first five times, I said Pentecost has a sound. When you receive
receive God's spirit, you will utter the sound of Pentecost. It's speaking in other tongues as his spirit gives you the utterance. I'm talking about speaking in other tongues. See, and, and I know there's some confusion on this, and, and, and I'm not here to bash anybody, so I won't call any names of organizations or people, none of that. I'm not that person, all right? But let me just throw this out here to maybe help somebody today. People say, well, I, re- I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I think that's a great step in the right direction. Believing and believing in God is a great step in the right direction. I commend you for that. That is a great step moving in the right direction. But can I ask you today, don't stop there. Because, you see, you may have accepted Jesus, but how do you know what Jesus accepted you? See, what receiving his spirit will do is that it lets us know that we've received it by a sound. An audible sound, which the scripture says in Acts 2, they both saw and they heard. So that they could know, everybody around them could know, that they had received the gift of God's spirit on that day. It's all throughout the book of Acts. You go to Acts 10, Acts 19, Paul preaches to the disciples of John. And and he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Hey, it's wonderful that you believe, Paul said. That's a good step in the right direction. Good job. But, but you see, there's more past belief. Belief is an initial step, but it's not the full experience. So Paul said, have you received, looks at the disciples, it was John's disciples, and said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not heard so much of whether, whether there, there is a Holy Ghost. We haven't heard about this. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with the sound of Pentecost. The sound of receiving God's spirit today in 2023 is the same like it was in the book of Acts. You will speak in an unknown language, letting you know and everybody know that you received the greatest product on planet earth it's God's spirit living in you the great it's our hope of glory it's the Bible says it's our hope of eternity it is God living in you now you see I, I'm going to give you some more scriptures to maybe help you believe me today Acts 10 45 and they of the circumcision which believe were astonished as many as were with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out there's that word again I'm talking about Holy Ghost outpouring poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them they heard what did they hear They heard the spirit of God that was living on the inside of them. The the, the evidence that they had received it, they heard the evidence. They saw the evidence. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then said Peter, can any man forbid water that these should be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? How did they know they had received the Holy Ghost? He said they got it the same way we did. What do you mean? We spoke in tongues and now the Gentiles are speaking in tongues so we we can't forbid baptizing him in the name of Jesus. We can't, we can't say they haven't been filled with his spirit because they had the experience the same. Could you imagine if they hadn't spoken tongues? Peter would not have been able to say what he said. Am I right? Peter would have looked at him and said, well, I don't, I don't think they, how do we know if we, they got it? You know, because Peter and the apostles didn't think that the spirit, the Holy Ghost was for the Gentiles. I don't got time to go into all that commentary. They didn't believe it was for the Gentiles. Now, if there's any full-blooded Jews in this house, we're happy for you. But I'm a Gentile. 
I'm not a full-blooded Jew. I'm, 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 I'm just letting you. So thank God that Peter went to Cornelius' house and preached the gospel of Jesus. And they received God's spirit and spoke with other tongues. And he baptized them in the name of Jesus according to us. Thank God that that happened or I wouldn't be here today full of God's spirit. I'm thankful for Acts chapter 10 or I wouldn't have access to this. Thank God that a preacher went and told somebody they can receive God's spirit. And they did. And how did they receive it? For they heard them speak with tongues. And he said, how can we forbid that the Gentiles are going to have this too? Not just us, the Jews, if they have received it like we did. And the evidence of them receiving it, are you following me? Is that they spoke with tongues. Now, you can get mad at me all day, but you're going to have to jump over a lot of the New Testament to get mad at this preacher up here about what I'm preaching. Now, Matthew chapter 12, 34, for, this is what Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart. See, the mouth speaketh. How do you know that God has taken up residence inside of your heart? Because your mouth will testify about it. That's what Jesus said. He said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And so when God comes and takes residence in the inside of you, he doesn't want to let you, he doesn't want to leave it up to question your mind. Did I really receive God's spirit? I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. No, 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 no. He said, when I take up residence on the inside of you, I'm going to let you know that I've taken up residence. You're going to speak in a language you were never taught that you know, know anything about. That's the evidence to let you know that I am now living on the inside of you. Your tongue's going to testify that I'm living on the inside that I've taken a permanent residence inside of your heart your tongue will testify about it that's what Jesus said so you might have to get mad listen but Matthew 3 Genesis sorry James 3 8 excuse me I got a lot of scriptures but the tongue can no man tame it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison that's what the, the apostle James said why did God choose the tongue because if you know anybody <laughs> you might know it's the most unruly member of the body Nobody here, I'm talking about people online. Yeah, it's, it's the most unruly member of the body. And I'll say amen to myself right now, just so you know, because I've struggled with it. But that's why God chose that. He said, you know what? You want to know how you can know that I'm in complete control, that I've taken up residence in your life? I'm going to tame the untamable. I'm going to take what nobody can tame, and I'm going to take control of it and tame it. That's what James said. Nobody can tame the tongue. No, 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 no. But then God, by his spirit, said, when I feel you, I'll take control of your tongue, and you'll speak in a language you've never heard before so that you can know that I'm now in control. I now live in your life. I now dwell in your heart. This is the evidence that we can know, according to Scripture, that God has filled us with his spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the word of the Lord. Baptism. Let's go to that. Matthew 28 verse. I'm talking about Holy Ghost outpouring. If you didn't know, I don't know if I mentioned that. Matthew 28, 19. Go ye, Jesus said. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. In the, it's a prepositional phrase of the Father referring back to the subject. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name. Anybody know what the name is? The name. 
He didn't say names, plural. He didn't say, I'm not trying to bash you. I'm just giving you a scripture. He said the name. Jesus would say this to his disciples, and all of them were there beside Judas when Jesus gave this commandment to them. All of them were. And when you go to Acts chapter 2, the Bible says in Acts 2 that Peter, the apostle, was standing up with the 11. The same... The same ones besides Matthew, the other apostles, and Judas wasn't there in Matthew 28, were the same ones that were, that were on the day of Pentecost. And Peter said, you need to baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Don't you think that if Peter was preaching false doctrine, one of the 11 apostles would have said, that's wrong, Peter, but not one of them said it was wrong. In fact, I guarantee they were amending him because the Bible says they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They were all baptized in Jesus' name. I'll give you a million dollars if you can find one place in the New Testament where one person baptized somebody in the titles. I'll give you a million dollars. Find one place in the entire New Testament where one person, any apostles, anybody, ever got baptized in the titles. I'm serious. I'll give you my phone number. I'll give you a million dollars. Didn't happen. You want to know why? Because Jesus said, baptize them in the name. And all the apostles got it. Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19, every time they baptized, it was in the name of Jesus. It was in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was in the name of Jesus. I can give you place after place. In fact, I'm going to give you place. John 3, 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. It's not enough just to receive a spirit. you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Galatians 3.27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Acts 19.2-6 Let me give it to you. And he said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost? I already said that, but he said down here in verse 5, when they had heard this, watch what happened. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not here to take a jab at anybody. I'm just here to give you the word of the Lord. Every time throughout scripture, all the apostles only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says, not what I say. Every Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19, all through the New Testament, every apostle, when they would baptize somebody, they only baptized in the name, just like Jesus said, because what is the name of the Father? Father, Jesus, what is the name of the Son? Jesus, what is the name of the Holy Ghost? It's Jesus, and that's why Jesus said, you go baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the... And Peter said on the day of Pentecost, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's what... I'm just giving you the Bible. You can shoot me later. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. All throughout the Scripture, Paul baptized in Jesus' name. Peter baptized in Jesus' name. Over and over, all throughout the New Testament. In fact, we go to Acts 8, 35 through 36. See, Philip, the apostle Philip, was, uh, he was actually meeting. He, God led him to a eunuch on the side of the road. And, and Philip opened his mouth and began to, to share with him the scripture because he didn't understand what was happening in the scripture. He was reading it, the eunuch would, but he didn't know what was going on in the scripture. But So, so Philip said, let me share with you what the scripture says. And the Bible tells us he opened it to Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, and began to talk about Jesus. And, and as you read the scripture here in verse 36, and as they went on their way, they they came unto a certain water, and a and the eunuch said, see here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? 
I asked, I asked Sister Strader today, I said, do we got water? She said, we got, we got a hot tub. It's, it's comfortable, let me tell you. And so I, I'm just going to say what, what the eunuch said to Philip. I'm going to repeat the same words to every person under the sound of my voice. We got water. So what does hinder you from making sure that your salvation is secure? You can be baptized according to the scripture today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't got to wait till next week because next week may not come. You don't got to wait till next year because next year may not come. I don't know if I'm going to make it to 2024, but let me tell you, today you can be baptized according to Scripture in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, today, not next week, not next month, but today the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I'm just giving the Bible. If any man will hear my voice. That's what Jesus said. Today, today, now, he didn't say, well, next, next month, next millennium is the day, is the millennium of salvation. No, 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 no. The scripture says that today is the day. You gotta, the Bible says, let each and every one of us work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. See, you gotta, I can't make a decision for you. I would never do that. The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. You wanna know why? Because he's a gentleman. He'll never bust the door of your life down to come in. He's just going to stand there like a gentleman all throughout your life and just. Now, you can ignore the knock. You can turn the music up on the stereo and you can ignore the knock, but he's just going to keep knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will hear my voice, he said, if you'll hear what I'm saying to you. He'll open the door and I will come in unto him. You see, today I can, I can feel it in the spirit that God sent some people here today so you can hear the knock a little louder. He's been knocking on your life's door for a long time. I'm talking to the Holy Ghost right now. And he's just waiting for someone today to open the door. I can't open the door and we would never do that to you. We would never force anybody to receive something that they do not want. Neither would Jesus. And that's why he said, I'll just keep standing at the door until you say, all right, I'm going to listen to the voice. I'm going to go to the front door of my life and I'm going to open it and I'm going to let you come into my life today. He said, then you can hear my voice. I can come and sit with him. Today, you can have an encounter with Jesus and you don't have to leave without the product. He wants to, he doesn't just want to live around you or, or, or keep standing on the outside of the life's door, your life's door. But the scripture says he wants to live in you. Our hope of glory is what the scripture calls. He wants to take up residence inside of you today. But let me tell you, I can't make that decision for you. And I, we would never force anybody to do that. All I can do is give you scripture and talk to you today about the wonderful love of Christ that you could feel it in this house when these precious little children were singing. The love of the Lord just swept into this place. And you let me tell you what the love of Jesus is. The love of Jesus wants to tell you what it's going to take to open the door and let him come in. Here's the instruction. Here's what you got to do to allow my spirit to live on the inside of you. And I'm giving you only what the scripture says. I haven't given you anything outside of the scripture. And I can give you a lot more scriptures if you had the time. But let, let me just, let me get to this because I know I'm running out of time. All right. I understand that. But let, let, let me get to this. All right. You see, in Acts chapter 2, in fact, Paul would repeat it in Acts 19, but he would... Acts chapter 2, Peter would say, this is that. 
which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days. Now he was referring to Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29. This is that Peter the apostle on the day of Pentecost. This. What you're experiencing right here is that. What is that? That was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit saith the Lord upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy that's, that's what he was referring to was what the prophet prophesied about Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of God's spirit. So I went and I, I, I'm a little different thinker, all right? So forgive me. Forgive me. All right. I talk about coffee all the time when I'm preaching. And so just help me. All right. But he said the words poured out. And so I wanted to know what that meant in, in, in the original Hebrew, in Joel chapter 2, not Acts, not Greek, but in the original Hebrew, because that's what he's referencing, all right? The word is shavak, which was translated pour out or to spill forth or to gush out. That's what poured out means. It means in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So I got a question today. When was the last time Somebody poured something on you. She was like, ah, no, no, I wouldn't do it to you. She's like, you're about to ruin my Sunday. When was the last time somebody poured something? No, I'm not going to do it. But when was the last time somebody poured something on you and you didn't know they poured something on you? Uh, Never, never. Because Peter in Acts 2 is referring to the prophet Joel. And he said, and Joel's test, he's looking ahead in time. Peter's looking back to the prophecy. And as the prophet Joel's looking ahead, he said, when it comes, I I don't know all the details. I can just tell you what God's spirit is telling me to say. And when it comes, it's going to look like this. It's going to feel like this. It's going to feel like somebody just. When, 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 when you get the Spirit, you'll know that you got the Spirit. You'll, you, won't, you won't have to wonder when you leave, did I get God's Spirit? No, 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 no. I don't know the last time somebody poured something on me, and I didn't know that they poured something on me. I don't remember the last time that somebody poured something on me, and I was like, did somebody pour any? You get what I'm saying, right? But, but yet we have some people that would like to make us believe that when you receive God's Spirit, well, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't know when the last time somebody took water and poured it over my head, and I was like, did somebody pour water on me? I wonder if I, I wonder. No, no, no. The prophet didn't say that's, the, that's not what the experience is going to be like. When you have this experience, it's going to feel like somebody poured water on you. It's going to feel like you're going to know you got it. That's what the prophet's saying. The prophet is saying you'll know that you got it. The prophet. The prophet wanted you to know when you get his spirit, you'll know you got his spirit. You won't have to wonder if you got it. You won't have to leave this place saying, I wonder if I got the Holy Ghost. No, the prophet said when you get it, you'll know you got it. When you... The prophet said when you know... When the Holy Ghost comes, you won't have to wonder if you got it. It'll be like water that's been poured on your head. It'll be like water that's been, you'll know that you got wet. You'll know that you got it. You don't have to leave this place wondering if you got it. The prophet said it's going to feel like water. 
Jesus said it's rivers of living water shall flow out of your belly. You'll know that you got it. You don't got to leave today without God's spirit living on the inside of you. I don't know about you, but I want to know that I got it. I want to make my calling and my election sure. I want to make sure today. Oh, so the prophet and Peter referencing the great prophet Joel said, when you have this experience, you're going to know you got it. And no one's going to be it. If someone poured 10 gallons of water on my head, Nobody can talk me out of the fact that you can't convince me that they didn't pour water on my head. Does that make sense? I don't care how much people try to talk you out of the fact that you received a spirit. If someone pours 10 gallons of water on my head, I don't care how many times you try to convince me in our crazy society that they're trying to tell us that what we're seeing is not real. I saw it. It happened. Oh, no, that's not really what happened. No, I, I saw it. I understand we have crazy people in our society, all right? Nobody here, obviously. I'm just saying. I, I'm just, you get what I'm saying. Do I need to go deeper on that? In our crazy society, no, that's not really what happened. But I, I saw it with my own eyes. That's what happened. No, no, that's not what happened. But listen, the prophet said, there's no one going to be able to talk you out of this experience. Because when, the, when he pours out... When he pours out his spirit, you're going to know when you walk out the doors that you got something. The world can't give it and the world can't take it away. You got an experience with Jesus and he's living on the inside of you. You got the greatest product in all the world. You'll know for yourself that Jesus is living on the inside of you. I can feel the spirit of God. Hey, let me talk about it for just a moment. You see, Peter said, these are not drunk as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. They just weren't sipping on alcohol. They were drunk in the Holy Ghost. They didn't wake up on Monday morning with a hangover. No, no. They woke up on Monday morning with the joy of the Lord overflowing in their spirit. They got drunk on God's spirit. He said they're not drunk as you suppose, but they did get drunk. They got drunk on the new wine. They got drunk on Jesus. His spirit that filled them so full where they was just rivers of living water that's what jesus called it i don't know about you but i don't want to leave the gates now listen i mean i may be preaching to someone that hasn't received his spirit by the evidence of speaking in tongues i may be but i may be talking to somebody that received it a while ago and it's been a while in the gauge of your salvation that that holy ghost experience is like my car right now it's hitting the empty it's smacking against that empty pretty hard <laughs> Anybody been there? I'm trying to look for some dollar bills on the side of the road. I'm not now. I'm so been there. You know what I mean? And to, to hopefully get, get that back off of empty. Doesn't mean my car's not moving. Just mean smacking the E. <laughs> well, let me talk about it for a moment. I see some Pentecostals that sometimes live their life on E. Doesn't mean that they're not moving. They're just struggling to get there. 
<laughs> they just, you, hey, can I tell you? Maybe you need to make a pit stop on the way. Hey, today, you may have me to make a pit stop and say, you know what? Lord, I want you to fill me up till I'm overflowing with your spirit. I want the joy of the Lord to fill my spirit. I want the hope of my salvation to fill my, I want your spirit to fill me till I am overflowing. That's why Paul would write to the Ephesian church and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. He said, don't have their wine. Why don't you get his spirit and be full on the, on God's spirit. We have the best thing in all of the world. It's God's spirit. It's Jesus Christ living in me. That's the best product in all the world. I don't got to wake up tomorrow wondering where my keys are or where my car is. I don't got to wake up tomorrow wondering if I punched somebody in the face or whether I didn't. I don't got to worry about all of that. Today, I can have a good time in his spirit and he can fill me up. And tomorrow when I wake up, my needle's on full. I'm feeling good in the spirit because, oh, it's the best life living for Jesus. There's no better life than walking with my Savior every single day. It's the best life. Hallelujah. I got to bring it to a close because I went longer than I was wanting to. I'll just be honest with you. You guys are such a great church. I mean that. I just feel the presence of the Lord here so good. No wonder, no wonder in John 7, 38, he that believeth on me as the scripture, he qualified it, as the scripture has said. Now somebody stopped there. Some people stopped there and said, he that believeth on me. No, no, no. He said, as the scripture has said. Now we already talked about all the scriptures. I can give you a lot more, all right? He said, if you do it the way the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the spirit is what the Bible says. He said, out of his belly is going to flow. Something's going to, he's going to know something's moving. There's an outpouring that's taking place and it was poured on you and now it's flowing out of you. There's, there's, you'll know something transpired. There, there's no question in your spirit. There's no question in your mind that you had the experience of a lifetime and it was with my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, because out of your belly flow those rivers, rivers of living water. Hallelujah. 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 I want us to stand across the building and maybe that'll make you think that I'm finishing. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't God good? I just feel the presence of the Lord here. And God has been moving through this service. I'm so thankful. If Jesus doesn't show up, just so you know, I'm kind of wasting my time. I need him to show up because without him, the Bible says, and I agree with it, I can do nothing. I can admit that today, just so you know. I'm not too prideful to admit that without him, I can do nothing. I can be nothing. I can achieve nothing. I, can, I can't help anybody unless Jesus shows up. If the God inside of me doesn't manifest on the outside of me through love and kindness and caring, then I, I'm sorry. He needs to show up. I'm, I just thought I'd throw that in there. So I'm so thankful that today when our children were singing, when the worship team was singing and the precious, my precious Savior walked into this building and he has been here He's been in this building today, and I know many of you have felt him already. The love of Jesus just walking through this building, touching hearts and minds, knocking on doors and knocking on hearts. You see, I, can, I, can, I could stand here for two, three more hours 
And I can tell you how good Starbucks coffee is. I can tell you how good Tucson Roasters is. <laughs> I can tell you how good my favorite coffee place is. But won't do you no good. That's why the psalmist said in Psalms 34 verse 8, he said, you got to taste and see. As the psalmist had written 33 previous psalms, and he said, all right, we got to stop. I can write, and he did write many more psalms, but we got to stop. I've already written 32 psalms. But you don't understand. I can keep writing and talking about Jesus. And I, I love talking about Jesus. We were talking last night. It seems like every time we get together, all we can do is talk about the kingdom and about Jesus. I, that's why I love your pastor. and the, That's what they want to talk about. I love people. And people in this church who have been to hang out with you at youth camp. And all you want to do is talk about the kingdom, about Jesus, about how good. I love that. I love it. But can I tell somebody today, I could talk for three more hours. But until you taste and see... Jesus can stand at the door of you and knock for 50 more years. But until you open it. See, I can't listen to me. I feel God's I feel God right now so strong. Man. I just feel this pressing in my spirit. God is pushing me right now. God's been knocking at your door. For, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God's been knocking at someone's door for a long time. I know that in the spirit right now. I know it. And he brought you to this church. If for no other reason, for this young preacher that could try his very best in his limited capacity to tell you about the love of God and how he wants to fill your life with his spirit today. It's another knock at the door of your life. And Jesus said, I can't do anything until you open the door. I can't give you what I want to give you. I can't sit down and sup with you. and sh- I can't do all of that until you take the action required. I can't. And, and I'm here today to tell you the same thing in the spirit. Uh, this young preacher can preach as good as I possibly can with my limited capacity. But at the end of the day, if you don't, it's just another sermon that will pass over time. And you'll walk down, down, down the road and that... That, that knock will become fainter and fainter because life gets busier and busier. Not because he's not knocking, but life just gets louder and louder. Busier and busier. You know, I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to bring it to an end. We were in, we were in uh, Austin, Texas looking for barbecue. I love barbecue. Help me, Jesus. We were in Austin, Texas looking for barbecue. I could spend time on that. I won't do it. And uh, <coughs> watch this, brother. My wife looks up well at Yelp, which treated us wrong on Tucson, but we we're still trying. And <clears throat> we looks up Yelp for good barbecue, four and a half stars. So she's reading through the reviews. Now we learned we got to read some reviews because people are lying to us. So we, <clears throat> she was reading through them, and she found this review. Now listen to what I'm going to say. She found this review on Google about this barbecue spot rated, I think it was 4.7 stars. All right, watch what I'm going to say here. Uh, this this one I want to share with somebody. She found this review on Google. This place is, and this person said, I drove by that place and the decor and, and, and they're out. It looks so nasty outside. The, the grass isn't cut right. And they, the outside looks so nasty. And so she left a one-star review. She never walked in the building and tried the product. And she left a one-star review. This is, I feel this in the spirit right now. Can I tell somebody right now? You may not like the way I'm dressed. Well, don't blame me. I didn't get the tie. Blame him. 
You may not even like my style of preaching. You, you, and that's fine. You may not like my, my hair. I think my hair's all right. My wife likes it. That's all I need. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Please, please. If you hear anything I've said all sermon, I feel the presence of God in this house pulling for someone's heart right now. Please don't walk out of this place and leave a one-star Google review in your spirit and you didn't even try the product. Well, God's not good, but he brought you here. He loved you enough to pull on your heartstrings to get you here. And he sent this young preacher in my limited ability to tell you, you he wants to fill you with the spirit, but only you can make that decision. I can't make it for you. I can't do it. So please don't walk out of here and leave us a one. But I wish you'd preach, but that's fine. Maybe you wish I'd preach, but that's all right. But I've done what I can do. Now I'm asking every, now I'm, not, I'm not just reaching for, I know in the Holy Ghost, God woke me up at five through this morning, long before my alarm, just so you know, a lot long before. And he began to talk to me about this service right here. I'm telling in the spirit, woke me up, man. He's pulling for somebody in this building. But I know it's not for one person. I felt in the spirit it was somebody. And God said, no, it's everybody. Because some people are living their life on empty. So here's what I'm going to ask. You don't have to. I'm not going to pressure anybody. I'm asking if you're willing and able. I know we don't have a lot of space at this front altar. But if you're willing and able, I want to ask you to come join me up here at this altar. Now, the Bible says, Paul said, let everything be done in decency and in order. I want you to come join me. If you want this experience, if you don't, that doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't. But I want us to be intentional. I'm going to be up here. I want you to come join me. I'm talking to saints alike. I want saints to come join me as well. I'm going to be up here. You can join me or not. doesn't bother me. God can move wherever he wants to. But I'm asking for someone to take a step of faith today and say, you know what, God? I'm going to step out in faith. Abraham could not get his promise until first he left where he was at. And God told Abraham, you can have your promise, but you have to take a step of faith first. Are you following what I'm saying right now? So what I'm asking is for somebody that's hungry. You can move up here because some people are trying to come. And you can move over here if that's all right. Is that all right? You move to my right. They're trying to slide up here. All right. And what has to happen sometimes is we have to take the step of faith. That's all it is. That's all it is. A step of faith. Now, let everything be done in decency and order. If you look at the context of, uh, of Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians, you're going to find that he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit and all these things, all right? I'm gonna, so what I mean by that is I'm going to give some order here, but the straighter. So I'm going to do. I, I, this is not a doctrine. This is just a method that has helped some people to get into the presence of God and have an experience with God. And that's all I'm doing. Not a doctrine, just a method, all right? So I'm going to walk you through it right here. I want everybody to listen to me. Don't do it yet. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to lift our hands. Not here in a moment. Not yet. We're going to lift our hands. This is the universal sign of surrender. You saw a lot of people doing that in the house today, and God moved. Because we're surrendering our will. Not my will. Thine be done. This is the universal sign of surrender. The first thing in just a moment, we're all going to lift our hands. If you're willing and able. I want us all here just a moment to lift our hands. All right? surrendering to God. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to close our eyes because that helps us get our mind off of everybody around us, all the distractions around us. So have our hands lifted, our eyes closed. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to lift our head. Bible tells us to lift up our head unto the hills from which come out. I haven't seen anybody have a great experience with a God who was like this. Haven't seen it yet. Now, I'm not saying you can't. I just haven't seen it. I'm trying to position us to have a great experience with God. That's what I'm trying to do today. That's it. 
I'm really trying to help somebody in the spirit, all right? We're going to lift our hands and surrender, close our eyes to focus on him and lift our head into the hills, which, which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So that's what we're going to do, those three things right there. When we are positioned like that, I want us all to repent because Peter said to repent. Isn't that what I gave you today? First step is to repent, right? Now, he says the second thing is to be baptized in Jesus' name. But, he, but you can receive God's spirit without being baptized in Jesus' name. The qualification to receive his spirit is just to repent. So you can either repent, be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of God's spirit. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to first repent. When we're done repenting, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. I want you to pray with me. And when I say hallelujah in the Holy Ghost, you're going to feel, you're going to feel a wind of God's spirit across this house. I'm not just saying that. You're going to feel a peace and a presence come over you. I'm not just saying that. I've done this many times, and God moves. Because Jesus said, blessed are those that do hunger and thirst. He didn't say because they might be filled. He said for they will be filled. Right. If you're here with a hungry heart, and I can feel it. We are, I'm hungry. We're all hungry for our experience with God. I know you are. I can feel it in this house. When you raise your hands, and we, after we're done repenting, and I'll pray the prayer of faith, you'll say, hear me say hallelujah. I want you to say hallelujah with me. When you do that, you're going to feel the presence of God sweep over you. And Jesus said this, out of your belly. Now listen to me. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living. You're going to feel something welling up on the inside of you. When that happens, it's going to try to get out of you. And your tongue, you got to let loose of your tongue because you're going to start, the spirit's going to start flowing. I know because I've experienced it. I'm not just talking about something I haven't experienced. All right. Does that make sense? So here's what we're going to do. I want us all to raise our hands, if you're able and willing, to raise your hands across the building. I want every eye closed in this house, every eye closed across this building. Get your mind off of the person around you. Get your mind off. No, no, every distraction that's in your mind, get it off and get your mind on Jesus. I want your head lifted, lifted with your eyes closed. And right now, I'm going to repent with you because I need to repent. Lord, I'm asking you right now, I want you to lift your voice and say, God, I'm sorry. Say it. I want you to repent for yourself. God, forgive me for every sin that I've committed. If there's anything in my life that's not pleasing to you, I'm asking you today to forgive me of every failure, of every mistake, Lord, of every sin that I've committed against you. I'm asking you, Lord, today to wash me. I want to please you with my life. I want to please you with every part of who I am. I'm asking your blood to wash over my sin today and for you to forgive me of every transgression and every iniquity, Lord. I want to please you with my life. Lord, please forgive me that I might be right with you and that I might honor you with my life in every area of who I am. I'm asking you, Lord, to wash away the sins of my sins and every person in this building. Oh, God, cleanse us today with his that we might be right with you, Lord, today. Wash us in your blood today, Lord. I want to please you. I want to honor you. Oh, God, I want your will to be done, Lord. Wash me and forgive me. Oh, I can feel the presence of Almighty God already moving in this house. Wash my heart today, Lord, that I might please you. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, let's do it in the, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind every hindering spirit and command it to leave, and I loose the gift of faith into this place, and I loose the power of the Holy Ghost to fall in this house in the name of Jesus. Now I want everybody to say hallelujah. Now
Now just begin to praise Him. Just begin to worship Him. Lift your voice and say, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.